Hi everyone, it's Stephanie Kay and welcome to another episode of Hey Steph. How are you doing? We are uh, closing out the the holiday season. Uh, It's just so amazing that I remember just talking about preparing for Thanksgiving and here we go. We're approaching a new year. So time flies when you're having fun. So if you had a chance to listen to episode 13, I teased talking about having a tribe and, and what all of that means. And I have to say, in an effort of full disclosure, this is such an uncomfortable topic for me to cover. And kind of what I'm going to touch on is jealousy among our friendship or association circles because it's real. As much as I try to deny it or sometimes minimize it in my own life, it's real. And I know that it's real because in an effort of full disclosure, because, you know, that's what happens when you are a grown woman, you can own your stuff. And I can absolutely recall feeling thoughts of, let's just say, envy about certain people in my circle, friends even, when they have circumstances, let's say, that I would want. Like, oh, well, dag, you know, this person's job is so amazing and, you know, they have this, they have this perk, they have that, or, you know, they're able to take this trip. You know, I really would love to go on that trip or I just, why can't I get myself together? Like, why can't I do that? Or, I have. And and first of all, let me just say, I surround myself with amazing women. I have a diverse group of women, literally in terms of culturally, socially, economically. I mean, my friends are amazing. I think that my friends are the best. I have friends who I admire. I have friends who I think are further along the journey than I am um, in terms of socially in terms of, you know, the organizations that they belong to that I just honestly have not taken the time to really invest in. Um, Many of them have advanced degrees and they're very accomplished in their careers. They've been very intentional about that and they've worked very hard for what they have. And so this is why I'm never... It's never hard for me to remain in friendship with them, to be in relationship with them, because I respect them at the same time. And never once, even in the times when I felt envious about what they had, I was never envious of them. And I'll unpack that a little bit more. I don't question why a person has what they have because I feel like they don't deserve it, right? Like, why does she have a bigger house than mine? Like, who is she to have a bigger house than mine? Why does she drive a more expensive car than I have? You know, um, and I'm just using just really petty examples. These aren't really the examples that I think about, but I just think that they could be maybe more relatable I never question why the person is having good fortune and at the same time wishing that they did not. And I think that that is a key 
determining factor in whether or not someone can stay in my life or whether I can stay in their life. Because if I get to the point where I am jealous and look, I'm you you can, you know, there's different interpretations and definitions of jealousy versus envy, but the way that I understand it and the way that I use the word, I understand that most people use the word interchangeably and that's cool. I'm not trying to debate that. I'm just talking about the way that I do it. I don't hang around people that I feel that way, that I feel like they themselves as a person should not be enjoying the success, the abundance, the health, the good fortune that they have. I I just don't do that. But sadly, there are people who do. There are people who dislike and cannot stand literally being around other people who they feel are doing better than them, who have more than them. And they take it as far as you shouldn't have it. I don't not only like that you don't, that you have these things and I don't, but I don't think that you should have it. And yet there's a population of individuals who will stay around you and who will call themselves your friends and sometimes it's even family, right? Like family, sometimes those are some of the people that can be the most jealous of you, if not envious of you. Actually, I'm going to say jealous of you because many of them might feel, look, we started at the same place. You know, we used to, you know, play Barbie and we used to play G.I. Joe's together. We used to, we came from the same source. And how can it be that you are further along the journey than I am? How can it be that you're doing so much better than me? You know, it's like they pull out this measuring stick. And if for some reason you have surpassed them, it's a whole problem. And people act funny. And I just never understood that. Because with few exceptions, opportunity is abundant. But many people, honestly, are not closers. Many people have all kinds of brilliant ideas, dare I even say million-dollar ideas, but they will never act on it. They will have the idea, and then they will go and do something else. But when somebody else, you know, foregoes, let's say, going to the party, goes and does the work, makes the sacrifices, puts in said work, people want to minimize that. They want to just, you know, gloss over the hard work part and skip to the outcome and want to criticize the fact that you have achieved something that they could have achieved too, but they chose not to. And sometimes people want to blame other people for their choices. And this is, I think, what makes friendships hard. This is even what makes um, working relationships hard sometimes. I just don't think that you can be friends with someone who wants your life or who is upset that people love you They are upset with the way or they're jealous of how people love you, how people receive you. And 
they take it as far as they feel like they should be getting that kind of attention. You know, it's not just that you're getting it. They feel like they should be getting the same. You know, they don't want their own. And, you know, Billie Holiday had a song, God Bless the Child Who's Got Its Own. And I live that. That is how I live. And like I said at the beginning, I cannot tell you that I've never gotten jealous but what I or envious. But what I do is I use that as a vitamin to make me better, right? It makes me pull up. I have friends, like I said, and I associate with people who are on different levels. Like, let's just go ahead and pull out the measuring stick. Even though I really don't think that that exists in reality, we all are on our own journey. But let's just go ahead and try to quantify success, right? I love celebrating and being a fan and admirer of people who write, I feel way better than me, who look just as good as I do, if not better. Um, my girlfriends, you know, they are beautiful. I don't, and I, it's not that I choose them. I'm, I'm not sitting here, you know, choosing my friends from pageants, you know, or going through headshots, but all of my girlfriends are beautiful in their own right. And what's more wonderful about them is they have beautiful hearts as well as a beautiful aesthetic to me. And I think that that's more important. Whereas you have some people who are so insecure that they can only hang out with friends who, mm, you know, might not be on par with them physically or socially or economically because it makes them feel better. You know, they automatically feel like a superstar at the expense of their friend who they believe is not. Now, none of this is true, but this is we're we're talking about belief systems. And it is so important to get our belief systems together because we want to talk about, well, you know, I don't really hang out with this person and whatever and because they're better than me or she looks better than me or he looks better than me or, you know, he has, you know, more charisma than I do. Really? Why are you comparing yourself to another person? My minister, and I call her my spiritual grandmother, and may she continue to rest in paradise, Reverend Johnny Coleman used to say, I am a unique, unrepeatable spiritual being. I took those words to heart. So with that, why am I trying to compete with you? Now, what I can do is look at you and say, you know what? This girl went to Paris for two weeks. Stephanie, pull up. Stephanie, figure out how you can get your money up, how you can get your schedule together, how you can make that a priority. Or if you're feeling a little twinge of envy, well, now you know, maybe you didn't know this before, but now since someone that you feel you can relate to is having this experience, instead of looking at this as something negative, maybe you can look at this as information. So now you know that going to Paris is important to you. So now you can make it your business to go. 
Okay. It's not like they're only letting her or him into Paris and not you. Well, right now they're not letting people in, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? Is that most things are not so exclusive that your friends can do it, but you can't. It's about choosing. Some of us just don't choose to do the work. And, and that is a bandaid that has to be pulled off. And I'm going to just personalize it. I cannot be upset with someone who decides to put in the work, who decides to further their education, who decides to take on the scary positions and, and take on the, the jobs that, you know, no one really wants. And they go in there and they kill it and they get the, they get their flowers for doing the work. I can't be mad at the result. Oh my God, look at this person getting even more flowers. Oh my God, how many flowers is this person going to get? They're going to get all the flowers that they should get. Because when you put in your time, because as I am becoming to understand, time is the most valuable commodity that we have. And when somebody puts in their time, and they put their attention into a worthy goal, why shouldn't they reap the, the benefits of that? And if I can't handle that within myself, I'm the problem and not that person. But it's easy to say how, well, she makes me feel, or I feel so, whatever. No one really can make you feel anything. I mean, yes, yeah, sometimes people can spark something within us, like, you know, just different energy. And it is true. I will say that, that sometimes we're around people and it's just about how we experience them. But again, it's about how we experience them. And we have to, if we really want to deal with what is and be authentic with ourselves and thus authentic with our relationships, we have to figure out why does this person bother me? Or why does this person just fully being themselves? You know, you know, you have some friends who are the life of the party. They walk in the room and it's almost like there is a spotlight that follows them wherever they go and they show up and the spotlight just shifts on them. No matter where they go, everybody loves them. Okay, yeah, that can be a little uncomfortable. Because everybody wants their time. And, you know, that that's human nature. There's nothing wrong for wanting to be seen and whatever. But I can't be mad because somebody has a magnetic personality or their magnetism attracts people in a different way than mine does. And it took me a long time because I used to be worried and talking about a spotlight. Tell me how this feels for you and if you can relate. I remember not being comfortable in my body, right? I, you know, before, let's just say BBLs were, you know, the thing. Um, I'm going to say that, you know, I have my own natural version of said attribute and it was very uncomfortable growing up with that, you know, being, you know, I, when I was growing up, I looked a little bit older than I was. And so thank God that leveled out. So now I think, I mean, you know, those who know me, you can tell me what you think. Um, but I think now I look younger versus, you know, how it was, you know, it's reversed 
But anyway, it was very difficult for me growing up in that body where, you know, I'm walking down the street and I'm getting catcalled. And as a woman, as a grown woman, yeah, catcall me. Yes, yes. See me in this dress. But when you are 14 years old, mm, yeah, that attention is not cute. It's not cute at all. It's actually gross and skeevy and it's nasty. And I just remember not always feeling comfortable in my body because I was never the skinny girl. And when I was going to modeling school, nothing crystallized that more than being in that experience in a room full of five foot nine, five foot nine is considered the shortest in the modeling world. And here I am like five, three, just barely making it to five, three. And, you know, these girls are like a hundred pounds and, you know, yeah, no, mm -mm, no, just go a little, go up a little bit more for me. I was never that. And it took me so long. And I always loved red lipstick. It just looked beautiful to me, right? I just loved it. If you look at pictures of me in high school, I was rocking a red lip, maybe not as fire engine red as I'm wearing it today, but it's just what I liked. That's what I liked. It wasn't because I saw somebody else. I mean, I probably did. I mean, there's no, you know, probably flipping through the magazine. I'm like, oh, that's cute. But, um, I, I just like wearing a red lip. And then when I decided to, you know, um, put a hair weave in my hair, like I just used to feel so self-conscious about that. Oh my God, are people going to know? Are they going to know? Are they going to realize that yesterday my hair was shorter? I was just worried about that weave. And then I would worry about, okay, am I doing too much? Here I am with the you know, curvy body. And here I am with the red lipstick. And then, you know, if I come in here, you know, because I, you know, I'm more so worried about like in the corporate world, how would people receive me? Would people not take me seriously? And even in my personal life, you know, when I was dating, you know, are men going to look at me and think that I was easy? Just all kinds of, you know, before the whole body positivity movement became a real thing, like that was something that girls like me had to have for ourselves. We had to figure it out. And it just really usually came from just experience and just understanding that, look, my body, my genetics, it is what it is. And I had to learn how to be comfortable in my own skin. But as I got older, well, not more mature, it's not even really age, but as I became more self-aware and I became okay with myself, because that's really where it is. Once you learn how to be okay with yourself, it becomes less critical and it becomes less damaging when other people don't get it. And I knew in terms of professionally, I knew that I was a professional person. I knew that I was someone who had integrity and I carried myself that way. And I do totally also appreciate at the same time that certain business constructs and decorum and there's, you know, every, you know, office, every 
corporate setting has their own rules and there's the unspoken rules that we all have to follow if we plan to be successful. But my code of ethics were always as such that don't get it twisted. Okay. I might have the brightest lipstick in the room, but I am professional and I'm going to treat you that way. And you're absolutely going to treat me that way. And like I said, when I was dating, there were certain things I had values and I was going to always lead with my values and it didn't matter. Don't get this twisted. I mean, I understand you might misunderstand, but allow me to clarify where I stand. And if we don't stand for the same things, then, you know, this is going to be a short experience. And I had to learn how to be okay with that. But as I panned out, I realized that sometimes when people were envious of me, it had nothing to do with how I looked. That was part of it. Yeah, some people will look at you and be like, look you up and down and be like, oh, you know, whatever. And they'll make an assumption. But sometimes people are not even envious or jealous of you for the things or the reasons that you think that they are. Literally, sometimes people are envious, like I said, by the way people love you. They are envious that you know who you are, that you are confident or that you have confidence in certain areas of your life. I don't think that anybody is fully confident all the time. I do think that there are times when we are more confident. So someone who is maybe a very successful business person, they might be very confident in their business, but they might not be that confident in their personal life and it could be vice versa. So there's always going to be somebody who is insecure about something or they're insecure or they're, what is the word I'm trying to find? Hello, my vocabulary. Let's find it. Where are you? Come back to me. They are intimidated. There you are. Welcome back. They are intimidated by something that you have that they feel that they don't have, or maybe they legit don't have it. They, I mean, they would know. They're the expert about themselves. And I had to learn that that was not my problem. And I was not going to continue to make myself small. So if I'm in a room with, like I said, I surround myself with people that I feel are my peers. I I surround myself with people who I feel that I am just as accomplished or I have just as much the right to be in that room as they do. I am not going to shrink so that you can be amplified. Okay. Um, I will share and I believe in giving credit where credit is due. But if I also am entitled to the credit, I'm going to take said credit. And that is not trying to take anything away from another person. I am all about celebrating. I'm all about inclusion. I'm all about, like I said, making sure that people get their accolades. If we worked on a project together, I'm not going to walk in the room and say what I all, like it was all me. I'm not going to take credit for somebody else's work. Now, Things get a little hairy when, you know, people attribute certain accomplishments to one person. That sometimes happens. And if you are on the receiving end of that, all you can do, what you should rightfully do is give the proper accreditation and you have to move on. 
you cannot be responsible. I cannot be responsible for how other people show up. I can just make sure that I show up having integrity and doing my best and being as honest and authentic as I can be. That is my responsibility. That is where I start and that is where I end. And it's a crazy thing. And sometimes just people will have a whole problem with how your relationships with other people. Sometimes they will be upset that you or or low-key envious that you have relationships with other people. You see this a lot in friendship circles, you know. Um, You know, this, you know, remember back like maybe in high school when you had more than one best friend. Oh my God, why do you have more than one best friend? Um, If you remember the movie Bridesmaids, like (laughs) that was just such a spot on you know, example of how, you know, the one girl was getting married and she had one friend who, in her mind, she was the bride-to-be's best friend. But then, because they grew up together and they had a lot of childhood and adolescent experiences, but, you know, we get older, we go to college, we move away and, you know, we meet other people. And so we become close with them and we become close with them in a different way. And sometimes, you know, our friends don't always get that. And sometimes our friends don't always get along with each other. And so that can be an awkward thing to navigate. But again, it comes back to belief systems and knowing who you are at all times and leveraging that. But when it comes down to when envy or jealousy is directed towards you, You have to know it, you have to be able to identify it, and you have to be honest about it. And you have to assess whether or not you can be friends with someone or you can have someone in your life who is trying to compete with you. Or you have to determine, you know, and it's very difficult if it's a work situation, you have to just really figure that part out because it can be very tricky. And, you know, how much do you want to let this affect your coin? And it's like I said, these are all challenging situations that we have to think about that we've all been in on some level. But I just have to bring it back. I'm not going to dim my light. I'm not going to be smaller and I'm not going to be as concerned as long as I know that I am a good person because I put value on being a good person versus a nice person. And I'll explain what that means to me. Being a good person is I'm being able to say no and knowing when to say yes. And doing so in a meaningful and honest way versus, you know, I want to say no, but I'm going to say yes because this person is going to be mad. And I'm not saying be callous with other people's feelings because none of us will be happy if we were on the receiving end of that treatment. Sometimes we do do things in the name of friendship or love or what or camaraderie that we don't necessarily want to do. It just the pendulum just has to balance itself out. I can't be saying yes to things if it is detrimental to me, whether it's my health, my well-being. I can't say yes. And if somebody doesn't understand that, like when I was I've been going through, you know, I've talked about it, been talking about it a lot on the on this podcast and even in my blog that I've, you know, started, you know, being more active in. Look, I can't always hold space for my friends the way I used to. I just don't have it right now. And those people who love me and who care understand that. 
They understand that I'm giving them my personal best at this time. It is probably very different than how I used to show up. But guess what? I am different now. And maybe one day, if they haven't experienced something comparable, they will one day understand what this feels like. So I can only just try to explain it to the best of my ability and then do what I need to do for me. So I hope that this conversation yielded some thoughts for you and gave you some type of introspection. Like I said, this is not a topic that I really like to talk about. It's like, oh my God, like somebody's, I don't mean to like, you know, do that weird voice, but I don't walk around thinking that people are jealous of me. I just don't. But the reality is they are. Um, And there are people who do envy where we are. And it just is a fact of life. But I'm not going to let that stop me uh, in what I plan to do. But I'm also not going to allow that to stop me from being a good person. I'm not going to cause that to dictate my friendships or my relationships with people, I will just be wise and be more mindful and just do what I know that I have to do for me in those situations. You take them by a case-by-case basis versus making a blanket statement about people. You might need to reassess certain individuals But I don't necessarily think that we need to just be discounting people and just throwing people away. I don't think that that's the solution either. So I'd love to hear from you on what you think about this talk and what this brings up from you. I have in my show notes how we can stay in contact, how you can contact me if you're so inclined. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you have not already done so, please consider following me so that you never miss an episode of Hey Steph. And if you enjoyed this conversation and you think that somebody else might also feel free to share. I would totally love it. And I would appreciate you doing that for me. In the meantime, Happy holidays to you and thank you so much for listening and we will chat soon. Hear you on the next episode or you will hear me on the next episode of Hey Steph. Take care.